thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 265 for patch 6.1. Our topic for this episode is Put Up or Shut Up, the Brawler's Guild. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Freckleface, and I play a goblin hunter. And this is Root, I play a goblin warlock. We are a podcast covering the World of Warcraft universe. Coming up here on episode number 265 of HearthCast, we take a look at the Brawler's Guild and the Warlords of Draenor. We're going to find out how I trolled myself. And hey, Blizz, can we get a relocation crystal for alts? So, hey there for Reckleface. Hey, Root. What did you do this week in the Blizzard universe? I did lots of stuff. I've been using the Group Finder tool in... Have you ever been that custom Group Finder thing? I've done it a couple times, yes. So, it finally clicked with me that Harrison Jones, right? He gives a series of quests. they called a treasure contract. He gives six quests. Once you've completed them all, you get him as a follower. Legendary follower. No, I think he's epic. Oh, okay. I think Arona is only a legendary one. All right. Yeah. Um, so you have to do all six. And not only is the quest that he has random, but what whether or not he'll be in your garrison as opposed to a traitor or um, the overlord that gives you the quest to go into High Mall, that's random too. Sure. But you can use the group finder, and at any point in time, there's about three to four different people just like, hey, I have Harrison Jones in my garrison. Right. I've done it for my guild, but not in the group finder, so that's actually interesting. Yeah. You don't have to talk to anybody. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best. You don't have you to just, interact with anybody. You sign up. You get in the group. You go do what you need to do. You get back out. Yeah. You, awesome. you just go accept the quest, right? Or do you have to do the quest while you're... Well, I'm talking about just obtaining it. All right. It's easy. So you join the, the group. I join the group just to use the garrison to pick up the quest. So you join the group, you visit the group leader's garrison, right. you pick up the quest, and then you disband. Right. You're done. I'm done. Done with the group. Then I have to go finish the quest, oh, obviously. Oh, sure. But then you have to join them again to turn it in, or you just wait to see Harrison Jones No, because the, uh, the turn-in point is different. The turn-in oh. point is with, is with an NBC that's static. So okay. you only have to be in someone else's garrison to pick it up. Sweet. I'm going to start yeah. doing that because those quests have been rather elusive for me. And they're meant to be. And I kind of like that how they took out the dailies because people are tired of them. But then they added them in with a bit of scarcity to them. So it's sure. kind of like a game. You know, now it's, quote, fun again that you have to wait on the right quests to come around. All right, um, that's an interesting definition of fun, but <laughs> well, it's it's random rewards. It's the definition of fun, isn't it? No, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> Predictable rewards is fun to me, and random though. Yeah. It's a mixture. All right, finding that combination of predictable and random—that's wouldn't random be more like spontaneous rather than fun? That's spontaneous. Well, it's like, okay, like if you get loot, right? It's like the difference between grinding up a, a faction rep to be able to buy a piece of loot and getting a random drop from a dungeon. Okay. You yeah. know? Still fun. That high that you get. I mean, Ooh. you remember when you got that weapon from... You said that because today's 420. What? You said that high you get because today's... No, that's not why I said <laughs> that. 
You know what I'm talking about. You get something that's super hard to get. Oh yeah, it's I fair. totally. It's fun. I, yeah. You get a burst. I, you do. I remember when when that uh, that one weapon dropped for me in Shulamans, wherever it was. Yeah, I, exactly. They called people. <laughs> in Canada, long distance. That's all that I'm saying is that record is that rewards have to be a combination of predictable and random to be right. fun. I will agree with that. All right. So I've been doing Harrison Jones every day. Uh, did one wing of LFR. I had the intention to do all of them every weekend. I'm like, I'm gonna do all the wings of LFR. I only ever do one. <laughs> Are you queuing up for one or are you queuing up for I'm multiple? I'm queuing up for all of them. Okay. We and then by the time I'm done with the first one, I'm like, ah, I need like a 10-minute break, but there's no 10-minute break. You no. either, either go right into the next one or you leave the queue and wait another 30 right. minutes. Right. Now, you need to take care of everything before you queue up. You know. It's not even the need to take care of everything. I'm just like, I need I need 10 minutes. <laughs> you don't get it. In between. No, yeah. I don't. Yeah. So that's the only one that gets done. So that's my excuse. Um, I dipped my toe a little bit into Heroes of the Storm. What do you think? Well, I've only played one like actual game. I did the tutorial and all that stuff. Now I will say I played it back when it was an alpha. I played for like you know grand total of like ten minutes, uh, so I don't have a lot to compare it to. But I will say that the tutorial now is much better than it was. Okay. It covers the basics much more thoroughly. Don't we have any uh, keys to give away yet, still? We got a ton of keys. All right, well, there you go. If anybody needs a key. You need a key for beta, let us know. We'll send you a beta key. There you go. Just uh, hit Freck up on the Twitters. There S- you go. Send her a DM. Yeah, everything in that game is very shiny, like going through the menu and looking at the heroes and looking at the bundles you can buy. Um, I'm a little tempted to buy stuff. I'm trying to hold off a little bit. I, The thing about it is, like, okay, it's a new, you know... It's a T-Mog, basically. Yeah. It's just not compelling to me whatsoever. That's I'm not their target market. I enjoy the game. I have fun with it. But the fact that I can dress my you know, particular tune-up and make them look a little different, I can care less. Whatever. I know how excited you get for your T-Mog, even though you pretend not to be. I'm not. You are, though. I'm no more T-Mog anymore. I'm no You're more T-Mog. You're not Skull? No. You don't have Skulls everywhere? Nope. You were all about it last expansion. I was, but now I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, it was a phase. I went through oh, okay. it. Done. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so Hearthstone, that's going on too. Yeah. They just had an expansion come out, Black Rock Foundry, which is one of those adventure expansion packs. Right. Where you purchase it, you go through the solo mode, fighting all the bosses. I've gone through three wings now. Um, there's only been one boss that was really challenging to me. Everything else was pretty easy. Are you enjoying that on your note for? I am. Um, yeah, so I installed that as soon as it came out. I got a free pack for playing, so mm-hmm. that was very exciting. Uh, the only thing I did have difficulty was um, aiming the hero power. I was playing a mage, aiming it over to a minion. For some reason, that was really difficult. I don't know if I was doing it wrong, but then I pulled out the stylus and used that, and it was fine. Right. So it was a little disconcerting to me, you know, because like you said, the Note 4, and it's a big phone. You know, shouldn't have issues with... uh doing something basic like that yeah but you got it taken care of by using the stylus which is built into the note four and note three and note two and note one <laughs> all the notes well i understand that i'm saying if you don't have a stylus with your phone just get one or maybe play with your pinky I don't know. <laughs> were you playing with your thumb freckle face let's use my index finger oh, okay I you know what I've tried to use my pinky. You don't have that much control. Oh, plus you need look. control when you're in Hearthstone. You don't want to hit the wrong thing. No, no. 
Plus, you look kind of dainty when you play with your pinky. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I've been enjoying all of that. Uh, how has your week been? Like you, as soon as I saw that Hearthstone was available for the Android, I immediately went out and installed it. On my Note 3. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I had it before you. Just That's saying. true. Um, and here's a cool thing. Uh, you and I both use uh, Google Rewards. Google Opinion Rewards. Google Opinion Rewards. Yeah. Okay. It uh, asks you some questions, and then when you answer the questions, most of the time you get some amount of coinage put into your Google Play Store credit. Right. Yeah, 20 cents, 50 cents, a dollar sometimes. Well, that adds up. Um, I had close to 20, uh, close to $30, I think. Yeah. It expires after a year, so you have to use it. So as soon as Hearthstone was there, I'm like, I wonder if I can use my Google Play Store credit to buy packs. And sure enough, you can. That is awesome. So sure enough, I did. And I'm down <laughs> to like, I don't know, $2 again on my Google Play Store credit. <laughs> but I bought like five packs or whatever it was. That is some some special. Yeah. But now, I'm going to have to have you go through all my packs. I know all I got is a bunch of junk. That's probably not true. We'll see. You need to shard that stuff or whatever. You dust it. What do you call it? Uh, dust it, yeah. Yeah. Teach me all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm really excited about being able to use the Google Play credit. Like, And I know we talk about this a bunch. And it's it's the only reason why we do is because the surveys literally take no time at all. Like, I could be walking from one end of the house to another and answer a survey. You know, it, like it's not like you're sitting down to do it. No. They show up as a push notification. You open it up. You answer a few questions. Anywhere between like 10 cents and a dollar, right. typically. And over the course of a year, I was looking at my history, I earned about $40. There you go. And, you know, obviously, is that an income generator? No. But what can you do with $40 in Google Play credit? I can buy books. I can buy music. I can buy apps and games or buy like pro versions of apps that I want to support or get rid of the ads. You know, and now, you know, I got $14 sitting in there. It's like, okay, if I just save up five more dollars... Five or six, I can buy seven packs. Exactly. That's what I got. Yeah. Yeah, seven packs. Yeah. Yeah, that was so fun. Plus, I had the free one for doing, you know, playing. The <laughs> I was like, I got packs galore. I got packs for weeks, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it opens up a little different in there, doesn't it? It does, yeah. yeah. The, the interface is slightly different, which I think is very good. I've seen a few people who um, were able to install it on their phones before it came out for the phones. Yeah, there was a little bit of a, a walkthrough on how to do it online, and that broke. Yeah. And people were all like QQing about that and saying, well, I can't figure out why Blizzard doesn't want me to play it on here. And it's very simple. They want Blizzard needs to control the user experience. If you're playing a game on a platform it wasn't designed on or for, then your user experience is going to be degraded. and. Now you're going to blame Blizzard for something. Oh, this game stinks because I can't do this on this device. Well, it was never intended for that device. So naturally, they're going to break it as soon as they figure out it's on there and then, you know, release it the proper way. So kudos to them for doing both of those things. Yeah. Well, now it's on there, so. Uh, so anyhow, Fruit is 92 and Dark Roast is 93. I'm leveling up my alts. Um, I'm only doing that on the weekends. Suck it up on a weekend and mess around a little bit. When I get tired of one, I'll switch to the other. Uh, they both got their minds unlocked and their garrisons, building up the garrisons. That's kind of fun. Just taking it real casual with them, not doing anything. Yeah, I'm using Zyger guides on both, obviously, but you know, I'm taking it pretty casual. It's not like I'm trying to rush 
through them and get them up as fast as possible. Now, do you have the barracks and your low-level garrisons? Yeah, it, it makes you get those for free. That's your first building, you get them both. Okay, because like, I never paid attention to the whole bodyguard thing. I'm just not doing the bodyguard oh, thing. Oh, right, right, right. And I'm going, why didn't I do this when I was leveling up? That would have been way more helpful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you have your bodyguard with you? I do now, yeah, okay. especially on fruit because he, he's, he's a mage. He's, a mage he's squishy. And he's just so squishy. Yeah. So what else is going on? Um, oh, I raided with Root. Got like three new drops. It was a great night for that. Um, fun, fun time. I got home a little late, and they still like, well, sh come on, let's go. I'm like, okay. I didn't think I was going to be invited to the raid because I showed up late. And then based on last week, we had a discussion last week, and we were talking about the wild token with Dead Guy. And I had mentioned that Fat Wallet had about 60K on him. And you and Dead Guy both said the same thing. Like, why are you... Why do you have that much gold on a tune that you're never going to level and just sitting there as a bank alt? Yeah. And that caused me to question, why did I have so much gold? And, it's, you know, I enjoy making the gold. Right. You like the pride of it? Uh, or just the fact that you had that much gold despite just never fact, having... Yeah. yeah. And so what happened is I decided, did you guys were both right? And I went ahead and I bought some, some game tokens. Awesome. Now, here's the weird thing is I'm already paid up for like a while already so that gets yeah. added on at the end yeah so i just won't, won't receive a hey you need to pay what's probably gonna happen is i'm gonna try to log in one day and it's not gonna work i'm like oh i guess i should go pay for this <laughs> well do you have the automatic renewal or do you have to sit there and go ahead and pay for it no time? i have automatic renewal but usually by that time something's happened to the car credit card and you end up having because target oh, or home depot or, or whatever store decides to compromise our cards and our bank freaks out and sends us new card and by right. the time it's time to auto renew that card's gone well that happens but other than that from what i read it should be fairly seamless you know if your subscription expires december 31st using a game token should just make it expire january 31st instead really? yep so I'm so hoping that's, that's how it works. You have to tell us in a few months. I'll let you know. All right. So what is going on in game this week, Freckleface? Well, not this week, really, because nothing's going on this week. But coming up next week is what? Coming up, we have Children's Week. That is April 27th through May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, too. <laughs> um, now, this is the hardest part of what a long, strange trip it's been, which is the achievement to get the Violet Proto-Drake. Um. That is the holiday achievement that requires you to do certain achievements every uh, holiday that comes around. And in one of the long, strange trip, you have to do PvP. And not just do PvP, but you have to do specific objectives in PvP. Like you have to, for example, capture a flag oh, wow. and eye of the storm. Ew. Yeah. It's a tricky one to do. So if you've been eyeing that achievement, um, you still don't have that Violet Proto-Drake, just um, make sure you don't forget about Children's Week this, uh, this year. See if you can get one step closer to getting it. All right. Well, that's coming up again. That is uh, next week, April 27th is when that starts. So good luck with everybody on that. Speaking of luck, Freckleface, you and I have a little bit of business to take care of. We have this little bet and challenge that we're doing, the Drake of the South Wind from the Throne of the Four Winds. Last week, we had a total of $33. I've got my dollar. I've got my dollar. And we are auto-debiting Kevin's $1. That brings the total in the kitty to $36 for now. Freckleface. Did you run the Throne of the Four Winds this week? Yes, I did. And what were you able to loot from the big genie boss? 
Looted four things. Ooh. A cape. And three pairs of pants. <laughs> You're loving those pants, aren't you? <laughs> Can never have too many pairs of pants, apparently. Did you take a sidestep over to the vortex pinnacle? I did. And? Got nothing there. <sighs> yeah. Not rude. Yes, Freckleface. Did you run Throne of the Four Winds this week? One and a half times. How do you run it at halftime? You give up because he kills you and you decide <laughs> not to run it until your your mage is a little higher. What mode is that? Uh, I think he was on 10-man heroic. Oh, you gotta try it. Try the normal. Uh, it should be okay. Uh, well, on either time and a half, did the mount drop for you? Not on the halftime. <laughs> <laughs> but on the one time? No, it didn't drop no, there didn't either. Drop. Oh, okay. Well, we uh, spoke with Kevin from the Dark Moon Herald this week. And he told me that he had some luck. Oh. It was all bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite misleading. Was it? I, I'm yeah, terribly, it was. terribly, terribly sorry. I don't about think that. you are. No, okay. I'm I think not. every week you tried to be more misleading than the week uh, before. Yeah, you know. Uh, you know. But, you know, I did jump over to Vortex Pinnacle, thank you for asking. And the reins of the Drake of the North Wind did drop for me over there. Oh, wow, great. <laughs> so, <laughs> the one I accidentally went to finally dropped and, you know. <laughs> is it pretty? It is very pretty. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of electrical. It's got this, like, blue electrical stuff in it. Yeah. So, it's kind of, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I was pretty excited oh, about that. Yeah, it's one of those things like, hey, it dropped and I'm not getting anything for it. <laughs> <laughs> but you get a mount. Should be reward, reward enough? It should be, but it's not. But it's not the kitty. <laughs> no, it's not the kitty. <laughs> the wrong one dropped for me. But that's one less place I have to go every week. Oh, so. true. I'm trying to stay out of the other places that we don't have mounts for so that if this uh, competition ever ends, we have somewhere to go. <laughs> Fair enough. But I figured you might have been going to the Vortex Pinnacle anyhow. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. so that's that's just the way it goes. So, wow, you just, you, so you got the uh, the Agar Pinnacle one. Yeah, Scotty. Now I got the Vortex Pinnacle Not one. Yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah. I'm not feeling good about my chances, I'll be <laughs> honest. <laughs> well, I got this 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 necklace on, on, uh, on fruit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's a real necklace or what, but it's like supposed to... You know, increase your loot chance drops, like find rare treasures in the most obscure places, it That's says. That's not a real thing. It's, I was able to equip it. <laughs> it's got to do something. It you got grifted. You got grifted. <laughs> no, it, it came in a loot box somewhere. Yeah, you got grifted. No, I didn't pay anything for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that item is originally sold by Grifta oh. over in Chitrath, who sells things like soap on a rope for 75 gold. Or he sells a necklace that gives you the ability to return to your body after you die. <laughs> or to return health to you after you've eaten food. That's awesome. That's a cool necklace. I, I probably won't wear it anymore because it didn't help me out. In the... Yeah. <laughs> hey, I still keep the Lucky Charm in my bag for my <sighs> rogue just because. I've got one of those in there. It like sells for 25 gold. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to get rid of this or not. <laughs> well, those, th those things don't always sell for what they say they sell for. That's true. Yeah. No, no, no. This is Vendor 25. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some yeah. lucky charm or something. I forget what it was. 
Hey, folks, right about now, you'd probably expect us to say something, you know, about AOE or Loot Crate or something like that. But we want to use this time to make you guys aware of LFBlizzCon.com. If you are going to BlizzCon 2015 and you have an extra ticket, this is the place for you to go rid yourself of that ticket properly. Likewise, if you're wanting to go to BlizzCon 2015 and don't have a ticket, this is also a nice place to go that you're not going to get gouged. Similar situation is for hotel rooms. If you've got a room booked and you need a roommate, nice place to go get one. Or if you don't have accommodations hooked up yet, it'd be a nice place to find, you know, a roommate for the weekend. And as we mentioned, that is lfblizzcon.com. And you know what? If you are going to BlizzCon, you're going to see Freckle Face and myself there this year. Yeah, I'm so excited. We were able to secure tickets. No problems there. Yeah, we got everything booked, right? All our accommodations. Yeah, round, round trip plane tickets. Mm-hmm. You've got your hotel room. I've got mine. I've got my roommate lined up. It's going to be the old man room. Yeah. <laughs> the snoring old man room. Yeah, it's darn right, man. <laughs> if you hear that door shaking, it's because we're both sound asleep. <laughs> <laughs> snoring. <laughs> People would be calling the front office be like, there's a whole weird noise coming. I think they got Somebody's throwing some logs in there. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm still bringing earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> so you can, if you are going to BlizzCon, just hit us up on Twitter and we would love uh, to meet you in person out there. So we got seven months, but we are greatly and grandly looking forward to that. Coming up next in general chat. Put up or shut up. It's the Brawler's Guild write-up. The Brawler's Guild is a specialized fight club that will test your solo skills against 52 opponents in order to gain the glory, the honor, and the spoils of the Brawler's Guild faction. In this episode, we'll talk about what it is, what you can get from it, and if it's really what Blizzard intended it to be. Let's first talk about what the Brawler's Guild is. It is a phase place in Ogremar or Stormwind where you can fight one-on-one with bosses. It's not instanced, so players have to take turns. And because it's not instanced, all the fights are visible to the players in the area. You can't group with anyone or receive help. This is purely solo content. In each season or expansion, the ranks reset and the bosses scale up, so the content never really becomes stale. Right, and that's one thing I wasn't aware of. I thought once I was done, I was done. You're not done. And there's some achievements that carry over. Um, there's some rewards that are still available to purchase that you might have purchased already. But the bosses are level 100. And if you go there now, having done it last season, you start over at rank 1. Right. Well, Frank, what can I get if I am doing the Brawler's Guild now? There's a ton of stuff. At rank four, you can purchase the pet Clock'em Robot. <laughs> Is that like the Rock'em Sock'em Robots? Yeah, it looks oh, like awesome. a Jeeves, but it's got boxing gloves. Right. It's awesome. really cute. It makes a cool battle pet, too. Uh, also, at rank four, you can buy an item level 630 ring that gives you a teleport to the Brawler's Guild. This is available for purchase at 16,000 gold, though. It's not free. 
At rank eight, which is the max rank, you can buy the Mount Brawler's Burly Mushan Beast. Ooh. Yeah. It's really cool looking. There are special bosses that with the challenge cards that grant you a unique shirt for each of the ones that you defeat. But that's something that's going to be on underneath your armor. Right. So the only way anybody would know you were wearing that shirt is they inspected you. and It depends on how skimpy your armor is. That is true. Yeah. Ton of achievements to be gotten. There is a title called Brawler. I've got that. Yeah. That's what I roll with. That's awesome. Yep. And each boss fight gives you vendor trash items that are not only amusing, but they sell for a good amount of gold. All right. Well, like I said, I did this last season, first season. So what's in it for me this season? Well, like I mentioned earlier, all of the bosses have been leveled up to 100. Um, But there is an epic follower that you get at rank 5 for your garrison called Meatball. He's a null. Hmm. Well, I'm interested in that because I like my followers. (laughs) I do too, and that's really why I got back into it because I saw it was rank 5. Right now, I am at rank four, two bosses in. Ooh, okay. So I only have two more to go, and it should get that. All right, so Frank, break it down for me. What are some basic mechanics on how the Brawler's Guild works? Players must first obtain an invitation. There are invitations that drop off rare mobs. There are always some up in the black market auction house for 1,000 gold. Um, those are bind-on-pickup versions. However, there are bind-on-use versions that players are given uh, later on in the rank that they're then able to sell or trade, which means if you go to your auction house or even your guild bank, more than likely you can find one pretty easily. Give me an example. Our guild isn't that big, and there I saw four invitations just sitting in the guild bank. And I need a new one for this season. No. Once Ooh. you've used it, it grants your character access to the Brawler's Guild. Okay, that's good yeah. to know. Once you have access to the Brawler's Guild, you go and you find the arena. Um, it's in the Deep Run Tram for the Alliance side. and the Horde side, it's in Ogremar over in the Valley of Honor. When you go in the door, there's an NPC who will say, like, Hey, if you want to fight, let me know and I'll queue you up. So you queue, and if it's your first time, you always go to the front of the line. Because if it's your first time in the Brawler's Guild, you have to fight. Exactly. So if there are other people fighting, you can see them fight while you wait. When it's your turn, you'll be automatically teleported to the ring. And then they will announce the boss and bring them out. If you win, you'll be teleported just outside the ring. You can queue up again. If you die, you have to res outside, come back, and requeue. Now, do they still allow people to throw stuff at you and jeer and heckle? They do. There are There's a vendor that sells items like Blackout Brew, which you can throw at NPCs. They get angry. There's also like rotten bananas, rotten watermelons, which you can actually throw at players while they're fighting. Oh, man. <laughs> it doesn't do anything to them, though, right? Well, actually, if they get 10 stacks, they get an achievement. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so cool. It doesn't really do anything bad to them. Maybe it distracts them by seeing a debuff on them. I don't know. I wouldn't notice it. (laughs) (laughs) So when you're going through ranks, you're progressing through the boss lineup. It is a linear lineup. So you start out at rank one. Each rank has four bosses. The max rank is eight. So you fight. If you win, you go to the next boss. If you lose, you just keep fighting that boss until you defeat it. Now to add to that, there are legacy bosses and there are challenge cards. 
So after you defeated all the bosses and through rank eight, then when you queue up after that, you will be randomly assigned to fight one of the 12 legacy bosses. And you get an achievement for defeating all of them. Now, back in MOP, I got some of these cards to turn in to, to fight bosses like these legacy bosses or challenge bosses. I got some off like Blingtron and some yeah. like, some quest I did that gave me one. Okay, so yeah, those would be the challenge cards. So they can drop from a variety of places. There is an elite pet battle that drops one. Yeah, I got for 10 example. Of <laughs> um, the Dark Moon Fair, you know, the the prize um, bag or whatever that you get from doing the dailies there. Absolutely, I know all about it. <laughs> you know, if you do like the Whack a Knoll or oh, yeah. you know, different that game's there, right? <laughs> yeah, the game's still there. Whack a Knoll. <laughs> yeah. And I got that other game with the thing. Yeah. With the You know what I'm talking about? The yeah. turtle toss and I'm making it my own, my own names for turtle it. Turtle toss. <laughs> and and uh, the thing, the shoot 'em thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've been there. Once. You know what I'm talking Oh, just you've only been to Darkman Fair once. Yeah. Are you serious? Well, I mean, when I go there now, it's because I want to try to kill Moonfang and that I haven't killed the rabbit yet. Oh, okay. I don't go there to play games. Okay. It's so meta. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, those Darkmoon Fair prizes, there are a, another loot source for that. Blingtron in his um, The Gift, you can get one from there. Um, there's also NPCs that drop them. So since this content was released in MOP, that is still where the majority of the loot comes from. Oh, so you need to go back to Pandaria and find yeah, this Yeah, there's oh. a ton of stuff in Pandaria. Okay. But here's the thing, even if you go back to Pandaria and you fight a level 90 NPC to get this challenge card, when you go to the arena and you use it, now you're going to fight a level 100 boss. I'm interested to see if the loot cards that I unlocked but didn't use are still there if it reset it or not. I think they would still be there. Mm. Um, the only other caveat is that when you loot the challenge card, it gives you one fight. But it also gives you the ability to purchase it again. So let's Correct. say I have, and I do have this, like I have the card for Blingtron. So I use my card to go up against Blingtron, I lose. I don't have the card anymore. But the vendor will sell me as many cards as I need. Each card is an attempt. And you can only hold one challenge card at a time. So if you're out in the world and you're trying to farm these, you need to actually go and at least attempt the boss before you go out and farm more. Right, or cash it in for the ability to fight or a chance Is that, to fight. Yeah, right. exactly, as I'm saying, yeah. So that's challenge cards. Like I said, they're all over Mr. Pandaria. They're particular bosses. So if you're looking for something, you really want to look it up on Wowhead. They have a really good list of it. There's also one that comes from, like, fishing in Draenor. So a variety of different stuff. Archaeology, even from the Tolvir fragments. So that's something you can be using your archaeology fragments for. Right, so a lot of times when the Blizzard development crew gets together, they have the best intentions in mind, and it doesn't always play out the way they thought that it would play out. So if you don't mind, could you share with us some of the expectations versus the reality of the Brawler's Guild? Well, one thing is that the hype was that the arena would be alive with spectators who would cheer or jeer you. And that was maybe true for like, I don't know, a week. When it was brand new? Yeah, when it was brand new. Um, I was really excited about that. I went there in a few different realms, like just watching people. 
And I actually thought people standing around and just heckling the people who are fighting is just kind of like the epitome of wow. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the epitome of wow. The epitome of wow. Okay. Being heckled and jeered and called names for no reason. <laughs> well, can, I'm going to interject my opinion. Okay. While that might be true in trade chat, people can't see you and target you in trade chat. <laughs> in the Brawler's Guild, you're right there. <laughs> yeah, you're right there, but it's about the same. They can come make fun of your item level or something. <laughs> really, dude, you got a strength ring equipped and you're going to talk to me like that? Dude, I remember one of my first memories of WoW being made fun of was like on my rogue in the Grand back in BC. Somebody out of nowhere coming up to me and saying LOLOL and then linking my daggers and then running off. <laughs> <laughs> what was that about? Apparently I had bad daggers. Oh, you have bad daggers. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's just what people do in the game. And if you have been in a situation like this where you go into it expecting it, you know, you put yourself up to be spectated, to be, you know, mocked, whatever. It's, you know, it's kind of entertaining. But then when it doesn't happen, it's a little bit of a letdown. Maybe a little bit. Um, so my experience has been that I haven't seen anybody really be mean. The only ever person I saw actually jeering anybody was just doing it in such a generic way. They're obviously just trying to be funny okay. and not trying to be rude. Got um, it. Uh, the only other time I had people whisper me when I'm just doing a boss wrong, and they'd be like, "Yeah, you need to do it this way." Oh, well, this is actually being helpful. Actually, being helpful, yeah, because yeah, they could see me, giving you a little bit of a tip. That's right. Coaching so, you, if you will, coaching me a little bit. So while it was slightly nerve wracking, it wasn't as big a deal as I thought it'd be. And in the arena itself, I mean, I went there the other day. There's NPC spectators, and there's like one other dude. <laughs> That was right. it. So the whole dream of this, you know, little arena place being constantly packed with people, um, it being something that most players are actively doing, um, I don't really think that turned out as well as they had wanted it to. Now, correct me if, my, if I'm wrong, but wasn't originally the title of Brawler supposed to be temporary? It was. It's only supposed to last for a week. <laughs> and you're supposed to go back in and fight more people to keep it? Right, so the title you get for uh, being the top rank and also ha defeating one rare boss. But the thing is, is that is that originally in order to keep that title, you had to defeat one rare boss a week. Yeah, that went over. That did not go over very well. <laughs> yeah. People complained about that. You earn a title, you want your title. Yeah. You don't want your title to go away. No. They, no. Blizzard does that from time to time. Makes yeah. everybody mad. <laughs> But not only that, it, it seems like it's something that most people don't actively do at all. I mean, last expansion before it went away, the first season, there were a ton of people who were just rushing it and doing as much as possible. Like, I did mine the day before. There's a bunch of other people doing it, too. You're just putting it off and, like, all right, well, I'm going to go until I get the mount. Mm, and right. that's all I'm doing. It's not an, an active thing. So in that respect, I don't think it really lived up to the idea that it would be something that is a regular part of most players' rotation. Sure. I mean, I've totally forgotten about it. They also hyped it up as content that would be very challenging. And this is true to some degree, but since your item level doesn't scale, the longer you wait in the expansion to go to the Brawler's Guild, 
the easier it becomes to complete the content. You're going to face roll through the first few ranks, yes. Whereas if you had started out with a fresh 90 back before, you know, all this other gear came out and went in there at rank one, you probably would struggle. Sure. Now, that being said, once I got into rank four, I did find myself having to stop, reevaluate, actually pay attention to mechanics, figure out what I'm doing, and not just send my pet off in bloodlust. <laughs> oh, so you're a hunter, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's your hunter's name? Fargleface. Oh, okay. I just checked. Okay. Are you going to ask me what my rogue's name is? What is your rogue's name? Freckleface. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. What about your other rogue? I don't have another rogue. Oh, but if you did? It'd be Freckleface. <laughs> another thing that was hyped was that achievements would be a particular source of pride since it is impossible to receive help from the outside. Now, this, I think, has remained somewhat true. Because while it is impossible for somebody to group with you and help you or to heal you from the sidelines, it is kind of a common practice for people to lend their accounts temporarily to someone else to have them go through stuff. Gasp! Why would anybody do that? I don't know. But, for example, when Proving Grounds became a gate to heroics, you still saw a ton of people in heroics that didn't know how to do basic mechanics. Is because oftentimes they didn't want to deal with that gate, so they just let somebody else do it. So there is a bit of a caveat or something when you see somebody with really cool achievements, like, well, do they really do it? But at the same time, I don't think necessarily that the Brawler's Guild achievements are enough to warrant having somebody go into your account. So I think to some degree it is a bit of a pride source since it is completely solo content and not just, oh yeah, I had somebody run me through all this achievement stuff. Right. Now, I will say that when I did the Brawler's Guild uh, for the, I guess, the first season, uh-huh. once, you know, I went in there and then when I started having problems, because at first, like you said, there's no problems, very simple. When I started having problems, Dead Guy came in there with me and he was coaching me through, okay, I'm this boss, this is what you want to do. Now, I could have done the same thing by going to Wowhead or watching some videos on YouTube. But, you know, why would I do that when I've got Dead Guy? So. But you still completed it yourself. You Absolutely. Know? Like, even the challenge modes toward the end, it was so easy so that basically two or three people could run the content by themselves so that they could sell out, you know, the fourth and fifth spots so that someone could just run along with them. Right. So they could get all these challenge mode achievements that actually do anything toward the end. Okay, I understand your point, clearly. Yeah. Another expectation was that players will continue to come back each season. Now, I haven't looked up statistics. I haven't done a lot of digging around to see how many people are actually going back. But I kind of feel, or at least to get the general sense, that while some players have, there are many that feel like it's a been there, done that type of thing. For me, I think it's because they didn't hype it up and tell me there was new stuff to go get. Oh. You know, I fought those bosses. They're dead or whatever. They're defeated. And yeah, okay, they're back. I can fight them again this season. But I really, really, really wasn't aware that there were seasons or okay. that there was new stuff to go get. So I either missed that completely. It was buried in some patch note. Yeah. Or there just wasn't a lot said about it. Yeah. I think it's buried in the patch notes. Because, you know, the follower there, I'm very interested in that. That's a okay. level five. I can get that pretty easily. Mm, kind of. I'm sure you can get it easily. Maybe not for a patch or two. All right. I'll give yeah. you that. But the fact that there are, is stuff there for me to go get, I'm very interested in this ring that is in there as well, uh, for the teleportation back yeah. to the capital city. 
very interested to see if that actually shares a cooldown with anything else because that can that's if if it does well it does but that's if it convenient. doesn't yeah if it doesn't share any kind of a cooldown it's convenient if it does I've already got something if it doesn't that's an extra port back to Orgrimmar for me and finally I think an expectation was that it will make you a better player now clearly your mileage is going to vary on this but in my experience I have found myself testing other specs finding new rotations. And just doing my best to figure out each particular boss mechanic myself before looking it up. Uh, give you an example. Uh, the last boss I defeated, he was called a Nibla. Really? Yeah, okay. not Nibbler. 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 Okay. Okay. It's a big snake. And the more he stays on you, the bigger he gets. He gets like, well, visually bigger, but also increases his uh, damage output exponentially. Okay. So I'm a Beastmaster Hunter. I rely a lot on my pet. I can't do that with this fight. Because as soon as my pet is standing still, this boss just gets huge. Oh, so you yeah. had to go Lone Wolf. I had to go Lone Wolf. I'd never gone Lone Wolf before. All right. Yeah. I had to go Survival. I had to figure out what talents were best. I had to you know, figure out how to do you know, the Ice Traps, which I haven't done in forever. Um, so for me, it was exploring different parts of my class that I haven't used in a really long time. I just haven't felt the need for it. Right. A lot of that comes into play later on in in-game. If you're with a raiding guild that is serious about progression, then yeah. depending on the boss fight depends on your spec and the talents that you choose. Exactly. And your group composition. So, you know, that, that plays into it. But it's important to know what your class can do. So in that aspect, I agree with him. Although some people might just face roll the way through there and never change anything. Yeah, that's you know? true. It was nice, too, to be able to do this stuff at my own pace. You know, if you were going to a dungeon that had a particular mechanic and you're trying to figure out what you needed to do. Now you get people yelling at you, come on, noob! Exactly. People only have so much patience unless you're in there with your friends. They're either going to know how to do it and tell you specifically how to do it, or nobody will know and the group will just fall apart or you get kicked or something else. So this is something that is completely, you know, I try for short bursts and I, and I die. And I go, okay, let me try to strategize and figure out what I need to do differently to do this again. Right, and if you do fail, you're not hurting anybody else but yourself. No, so nobody's not. relying on you to be on 100% successful. Exactly. No pressure. No, nothing. All right. Well, that's cool. Well, bring us home. What are some final thoughts you've got on the Brawlers Guild for Warlords of Draenor? I think it's one of those forgotten activities, but it can still be a challenge and a stress relief. And right now we're at the point where most of the stuff in the game takes either a large amount of time or luck. You know, like what we're doing with the, um, the mountain runs. You know, you just go until you get lucky. Yeah. You know, or collecting all your stones for the legendary quest or whatever yeah. the thing is called takes a lot amount of time. You know, anything that you want to do outside of your garrison takes either time or luck. And this is something you can do. You can make progress on it at your own pace when you have downtime here and there. Like when it, when I have like 30 minutes when I play WoW 4, that's pretty much what I'll go do. I'll sure. go do the Brawler scale. That uh, makes sense. Because I can move my progress bar a little bit further on <laughs> the rank. That's, all, that's, that's what it's all about it right there. So while it may not have turned out as planned, it's still a lot of fun. 
are not all perfect. Slash facepalm. All right, Freck. <clears throat> gotta gotta tell myself a little bit here. Okay. You know one of my favorite things to do right now is to go to the spots where the dire horns spawn uh, in Mr. Pandaria. And the Warbringers, I should say, okay. spawn. And I mount my dire horn and I hang out there. Sure. Yeah, it, to me, it, I get a lot of fun and I get a lot of different reactions. And I've talked about those before in this very segment. So the other day, come home from work, booting up the computer, actually logging into WoW. It's already booted up. And I'm logging into WoW and my attention is diverted to another computer and I'm working on it. And I look to the right to my computer and I see a Warbringer. Ooh. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. I go to auto target. I'm like, what's up? I hit my, my, which is my five, which is like a, one of my instant cast. Uh-huh. And it's like, you know, I killed a porcupine. Okay. And the dire horn was gone. I'm like, what just happened? The Warbringer despawned and I killed a porky. And I turn around and then I realized that I had logged out while I was on my dire horn mount in the spot where the Warbringer was. Uh-huh. And so when I logged back in, I I trolled myself, basically, <laughs> is what happened there. Uh, there was, he wasn't around. I just saw me. A Warbringer. No, it was just me. Yeah, and I totally just destroyed that porcupine. <laughs> he didn't stand a chance, nope. poor, poor guy. And then I had much shame. <laughs> I'm trying to think of an analogy of that. You like the guy, you like the the animals who can like scare their own shadow? <laughs> the, the fainting <laughs> ghost? <attacking> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was bad. The animals to chase their tail around in a circle. Ah, my dog does that. Yeah. It was crazy because I was literally confused because it despawned. Of course, what was happening is as soon as I, I cast a spell, I dismounted. That thing is gone. I'm like, where did it go? Why is that porcupine dead? I'm turning around. I'm like, what What happened? Did it phase? I'm, I'm trying to logically make sense out of this whole thing. And it was just me. Were you tired? I just got home from work, oh, okay. so I'll give it yeah, that. You know, yeah, yeah. I wasn't quite. You know, my attention was diverted on you know something else, but on the other computer. And mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so now, now that you know how that feels, you're going to continue to troll people. <laughs> you know, I thought about that. You know, because that, that that line from from one of the Batman movies where I, I don't know who it is in Catwoman or someone like leaves and he goes, "So that's how that feels." <laughs> You know the one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I was talking about she leaves yeah. at the window suddenly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much how I felt. I'm like, huh, that's how I feel. I don't know if I liked it. <laughs> I'm a jerk. <laughs> oh, rude. Yeah, I'll still do it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So there you go, uh, me trolling myself. Hey, Blizz, here's an idea for you. I had what might be uh, considered a fairly decent idea the other day. Okay, lay it on me. Uh, I don't really have a cool name for it yet. Okay. So right now I'm just calling it a relocation crystal. <laughs> so here's the premise of this that in my little thought pattern here. This is a crystal that an alchemist can make. Put it on the AH, sell it, whatever, give it away, put it in the Guild Bank. I don't care. When a player has that crystal, wherever they're at, they right-click on the crystal and they break that crystal. 
Now, How did they break it? Because check this out. Okay. That crystal is now B O A. Oh. They can now they have a limited amount of time, like an hour or so, to mail that crystal to an alt. It has to be on the same account. That's why it's B O A. Okay. I'm with you. Now they log off, they log back onto that alt that they just mailed that crystal to. The alt goes to the mailbox to get the crystal out, reassembles the crystal. And is instantly teleported to the spot where that crystal was broken. Oh. That's kind of cool. Like if you are, for instance, I know a lot of times we're going on these little mount runs, right? Right. You, you go on the mount run, you each of your alts can go get a crystal, right? And so you go there with, with your primary guy. You go in there and you kill. You don't get the mount. You come right out to the front. You break the crystal. Now you need to go to a mailbox somewhere. If you have a portable mailbox, fantastic. Use it. If you have to teleport back to a main city fine or you know hearth back whatever use the mailbox there you send that crystal to your alt next altered line log off log on to that alt they go to their mailbox open up reassemble the crystal they're taken back to the front of that instance they go run the instance wash rinse repeat the other place this can become very helpful for is in raids a lot of times people get to a certain boss and like you know what this character can I swap out? Can I bring my alt for this particular boss? And it's like, okay, sure, go ahead and bring the alt for that boss. Okay. And now people are like, oh, we got to wait for that guy. He's, you know, oh, I'm nowhere, anywhere near, anywhere. I got to figure out how to get there. If they don't have a warlock in the group, they can't be summoned. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case might be, you know, do you have a crystal relocation? They break it, they send it, they go, you know, it makes it a lot easier to move some alts around. In my mind, I don't want this to be something that you can send to any willy-nilly character because then you, you just, it's just another have-group-will-travel type scenario. Okay. This is just for alts. It becomes BOA. You get it. You break it as BOA. You can send it to any of your characters. Now, in my opinion, it, it doesn't matter if that character is on that same account or not, if it's on the same server or not. I really don't care. It doesn't matter because if I am you know, alt-hopping because I'm looking for a mount... It doesn't matter what server, you know, the location is still the same. If I am alt swapping because I want to, you know, have a chance of getting loot from a boss and it makes sense for me to send it to an alt on my own server. Would this still be applicable in like current content? Sure. Why not? Absolutely. I mean, that's right now people are alt swapping all the time. Right. So I, I should, I don't see a reason why that would not be something because it doesn't really behoove anything. You know, in Draenor, they didn't allow flying because they wanted you to travel. So it's possible that you could have, you know, a level 100 who's got stables and therefore they're able to run really fast without getting days and get to a particularly hard to get to point. And then um, send their alt there who's not quite ready for it. Like, I can see how they wouldn't want you to skip content that way. Hmm. All right. Well, maybe it's something that is, you know, only usable within certain places. I yeah, don't know. There's, I don't know. I mean, there's going to be some limitations on it. Like, it's, it's got to be single use. Once that crystal is reassembled, it can't be broken again. It right. loses its, its own its power. There's got to be a limited time, like an hour time limit or less on it than that to make it, you know. Yeah, you, I do really like the idea of basically being able to ping the map and be like, okay, I'm here, but I'm going to send a different character here. Right. right. Again, you don't want to, and I, I can see that sense of abuse. I hadn't considered that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's a bunch of mobs and you're, you know, your quest is to kill, you know, the, the boss who's at the back of the cave. 
And so you have a, a level 100 alt go in there and just wipe the cave out up until the boss and then quickly yeah. character swap. Well, there's a ton of items that have the restriction not usable above level whatever for the same reason. If they put a level cap on it, you know, something mid-90s, that way you wouldn't really have that abuse or just not make it usable in Draenor or a particular continent, you know. Yeah, or the wilds or whatever they yeah. consider, quote-unquote, outdoors. Yeah. And, you know, and like I said, in my mind, the, the majority that, well, see, you couldn't do that because there are a lot of places where there are rare spawns. And, you know, you might be on a low-level alt, and you're like, hey, there's that rare spawn. You could immediately stop what you're doing, break the crystal, alt swap to bring your level 100 in there to take on the rare spawn, and maybe he drops them out that everybody gets. True. So in that case, it's, it's pretty worth it, too. Yeah. I've um been on lower level characters, been out, and seen a pet I wanted to tame on my hunter. So that would have been really nice. Sure, there you yeah. go. All right, so what if the restriction was you have to have at least one top level character? You have to be level capped on at least one character. I think the restriction should be on how high you can use it, on how high a level you can use it, rather than how low. Like, I don't think you should have to be, like, too low to use it. Okay. Yeah. Well, the the, the problem I see with that is, mm-hmm. um, we'll say, Ashes of Alar. Okay. Okay, that particular location takes a while to get to. Yes, it does. All right, so if you had this and you were level 100, you can send a level 80 character there and still, you know, get through the content fairly easily. True. So that kind of circumvents that. <laughs> it's an idea that I think, you know, could be worth exploring. It's an interesting idea. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's ways that we probably haven't thought of that maybe some of our listeners could say, you know, you could limit this by, you know. Yeah. I don't know. If you're on a quest now, silly. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was just an idea. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was worth thinking on. Yeah. And uh, it's something that we could actually, uh, you know, like I said, think about. Freck, I am looking forward to Loot Crate this month. I don't know if you are or not. I'm looking forward to you unboxing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring it to the studio this time and not unbox it at home. Okay. Uh, I will let you unbox <gasps> This month's I'm loot so excited. Crate. So it'll be your first real loot crate unboxing. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard us talk about it a lot, uh, folks. It's awesome. We have our entire wall decorated with loot crate boxes, and a lot of the stuff that's in it is standing on top of said boxes. A lot of the toys, a lot of the, uh, what do they call those plastic things, Freck? There's a lot of figurines and pop vinyl figures like Groot up there. Yeah, you see him. Oh, yeah. I see him in Illidan. <laughs> Illidan's my favorite because he looks adorable yeah. somehow. They all do. So here's the thing with Loot Crate. You know, it comes every month. There's going to be enough material and objects in there to far exceed the value that you're paying for Loot Crate. If you're interested in Loot Crate, you can head over to HearthCast. There's a link on our page that will take you over to the Loot Crate site. Or you can just head straight to LootCrate.com forward slash HearthCast. That'll save you three bucks off of your uh, first order there. And uh, I tell you what, it is totally worth it. And if you think it's worth it, but you're like, yeah, I don't really know if I want to pay for this right now. Tell you what, it's real simple. You come on HearthCast, you play a round of AOE against Freck and I. And if you beat us, then we will give you six months Loot Crate absolutely free. And then you can be the envy of all the geeks around you.
Don't forget Children's Week is coming up. There are pets to be found. I don't know that there's anything new for 2015. Uh, We might have to see a little closer to the event. We want to thank everyone who interacts with us, both on Facebook and on Twitter. We do. Even if we don't mention you guys any you know, every week on here, we, it's still very much appreciated, and I, I really do enjoy that interaction. And as we close the show, we want to thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your comments, questions, or any other feedback. Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at HearthCastFreck and at HearthCastRoot, or just head on over to our HearthCast Facebook page. Visit our website, HearthCast.com, for podcast archives, show information, and more. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface.